Welcome to the Unstoppable Real Estate Agents Podcast. I'm your host and real estate productivity expert, Kim Hughes. Join me as we focus on real strategies and implement real solutions designed for you to achieve major success in your business and life while getting you organized. Hi everybody, today we are going to offer you nine tips on how to boost productivity and efficiency in your business. This is all about spring cleaning your way to success. So we all know that when we think about spring cleaning, we think of cleaning the home, um, organizing the cabinets, cleaning out closets, the garage, you know, getting all our gardening uh, tools ready for the year, for the season, and all the things that do with home. But let's rethink that and talk about how we can spring clean your business. So with this, you will refresh and revitalize the operations of your business. And it's always a good time to review your goals, access your finances and declutter your workspace. Now I know that three months ago we were talking about goal setting for the year. Now what we're doing is doing some spring cleaning. Let's see what we've done in those last three months. Okay. So let's first talk about, um, your team. You know, so if you are a single agent, then you need to kind of maybe hold yourself accountable for what you're doing. Um, if you have a real estate business manager that's helping you, this is a good time for y'all to have a conversation on the, the task and what all are they doing to help you with your operations. But if you have a team, then now is the time to do an evaluation of what everybody's role is on the team and see how things are going. What's that performance level looking like? Do we need to make any necessary changes to improve the productivity or the efficiency? So this is a good time to maybe sit down and just kind of brainstorm through each person on your team and see what value they bring um, on a scale of one to 10. How are they doing? Um, have a conversation. Are y'all happy? You know, what would you like to see as your role on the team? So it's a, it's a two way conversation. Don't ever think it's a one way because you want your, your team to be just as happy doing what they do. So they give you that 150% of investment, return of investment. Okay. So I want you to kind of start thinking about your team. Um, if you're a single agent, you're going to talk, th start thinking about who's helping you. Um, you know, how are they doing? What roles do they play? What do we need to kind of tweak a little bit on that? If you're doing everything on your own, then you really should pay attention to this podcast because this is going to help you get organized in not just your workspace, but in your system, in your processes, and your strategies. So let's kind of take a, a little um, accounting of what this does include. Okay. So spring cleaning your business is something that you may want to sit down and organize all the physical clutter. Okay. So if you work from home, you probably have a designated area. You probably want to sit down and, and kind of take an accounting of what all is going on in that workspace and what can you do to make it better, make it more efficient, make it more organized so that you're not always looking for something or thinking, Oh, I thought I had it here, but now I don't remember. I don't have time to look for this, etc. So I want you to really kind of focus on that. And then, um, you know, take an accounting, not just of the physical clutter, 
But I also want you to review and refresh your business plan. You know, that's something that you probably don't look at every year. You probably did one when you first started in the business and you probably haven't looked at it again. Let's pull that out, sit down, look, go through it and see what you are doing that's in that business plan and what you're not doing in the business plan and why. You know, if you're not doing something, is it because it just doesn't apply? Is it something that's just not for you? Um, is it something that you just don't enjoy doing? And make a note of that, of why you're not doing it. Because at, as you do that, at the end of reviewing that business plan, you'll have a better idea of, well, why did I do, why did I put that in there? How can I get that done? Who's going to help me get that done? And what's that timeline? Okay, so that business plan needs to be pulled out and you should probably look at that every quarter. And if you're not looking at it every quarter, at least once a year. Okay, um, that's going to help you stay focused and um, motivated. Okay, then I want you to kind of take a couple of hours and focus on areas that you can improve. So what kind of efficiency um, do you have? What kind of how can you increase the productivity? Um, set aside some, you know, some ideas, maybe some new goals that didn't maybe apply at the beginning of the year that you can look at and say, you know what, now that I've set on these goals for three months, I'm going to tweak them and then I may remove them. I may put new ones down, but make sure that whatever you're doing on your goals is that it's something that's realistic. Just because Nancy Realtor over here said she was doing it doesn't mean you need to do it. You need to focus on what you need to take your business to a whole new level. Okay. You can listen to what everybody's telling you that they are doing, and then you can pull from their ideas of what's going to work for you. And then as you go forward, you would tweak that to get it down into a good system. And if you're not really good at that, then you need to bring somebody onto your team that can help you organize, implement, um, manage it, and create it, and make sure that it's all getting done, okay? Then some of the ways that you can organize your business systems would be, you know, start identifying the processes that are critical to the operations of your business. I mean, you are an entrepreneur, you own your own business, so you're responsible for how the operations work, okay? And if you struggle again, you know, talk to other agents in their office, ask them what they're doing. Maybe your broker can give you some tips. If you have a business coach, they could probably help you with this. Um, your real estate business manager could even help you with this. So keep those in mind that you're not on your own when you address these um, spring cleaning issues. There's always a network of people that you can reach out to. If you're not good in one area, find somebody that's really good in that area and have them help you. Okay. So don't ever say, Oh, I don't, I don't do that. That's just not my thing. You know, if, if I tell you I'm not good at math, then guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to learn math. And then I'm also going to find somebody that's better at it than I am to manage it to manage the finances and anything to do with the numbers, etc. Because that person, they get excited about that where that does not excite me. What I get excited about is creating, marketing, I'd love systems and all of that. I don't like numbers. Don't look at numbers. So kind of keep that in mind. You know, what do you enjoy? What do you get excited about? What you don't and what you don't, then you need to bring somebody on board that's going to help you do that. All right. 
And then, um, but now here we are entering a new quarter. So this is crucial. You hear me talk about this all the time. So when you are looking at your business systems, I want you to look at and write down everything that you have to do on a daily, a weekly, a monthly, a quarterly, and then yearly. You've heard me say this before. It is crucial that you know what needs to be done in your business and when, okay? Um, and once you've identified that, then you can sit down and create those systems that you can you know, put into play. So checking your bank account every day, probably don't need to do that, but once a week you do, so that should go on your weekly. Um, you know, cleaning out your car, that's a weekly, unless you've, you know, something's happened within that week and you gotta get to the car wash and get it cleaned out. But you see what I'm saying? So, you know, your newsletter goes out monthly. Um, your quarterly stats should go out. Your yearly stats should go out. So you kind of sit down and, and work it all out. How many times um, do you blog? Is it weekly, daily, monthly, quarterly? Do you blog at all? If you're not blogging, you need to write that down so that you get some, some kind of a system in place of what you are going to do with your blogging because that's crucial to your business as well. And then there's some other things that you can put in here. So let's talk about some programs. So you can use a project management program. You can use a customer relationship program. Um, that's called a CRM for those that don't know that a project management software is a PMS so that if you look, if you see these initials, you can identify what they are. And then you need some type of an accounting software so that you can streamline your processes that will help you increase your efficiency. So something like um, QuickBooks would be good for you. Um, there's several others, but QuickBooks is pretty much the standard that everybody uses. So kind of look at that, it's really not that expensive. And then make it a priority to review it every quarter to see what is working and what isn't to help you ensure that you maintain an effective and efficient business. Now, what I want you to do, if you're not in a place where you're going to be in, you know, a car accident or something like that. But I really would like for you to sit down as soon as you can and, and just take a sheet of paper and write daily and then drop down a little bit and write weekly, drop down a little bit, monthly, yearly, etc. And then I want you to start penciling in what should you be doing daily? What should you be doing weekly? And then that way you can take that and put it on your phone you know if you have a smartphone that has a reminder set that up if it's on your calendar get, you know give it the red bell you know that kind of thing so that you make that a priority and once you see that you have to do that so what i i'll give you an example so about the first of march i start a file and i start putting things in that file that i need to review at the end of that month for that for this past quarter and then I have a folder that says forward and in the forward fo folder is things that I want to accomplish in the next quarter. So you can do this so easy, you know, I mean, just get a, a, a notebook, if nothing else, and put it in there on what you need to evaluate, when you need to evaluate it and what it costs, etc. And then that way, when you are looking at 
in February at March, you know what's going on. You know what you have to do for April. You're not at, you're not winging it, I guess is what I'm trying to say. And because that's not good for you, it's not good for anybody around you, it's not good for your business to just wing it. It's, it's very frustrating. So you don't get everything done, you're not 100%. So, you know, just take the time to sit down and say to yourself, well, I am a business owner and I own my own business, so therefore the success of my business depends on me. And what do you need to do to be successful? period. It's not just going out and nurturing clients and, you know, chasing leads and all of that. This is how do you run the back office of your business. Okay. So there's some other programs that you can use, but any program that I'm going to recommend, I'm going to ask you to make sure that there's an app as well as a laptop version, because you, if you're out at an inspection and you're sitting there for two hours with nothing to do, you could be working on your project management. You can be putting on your task in, you can be checking off things, you could be working on that. You could be um, adding clients into your CRM system. You could add, you could be working on your QuickBooks and I'm just using QuickBooks as a terminology for accounting. And, um, you know, so be productive with that free time you know, that you're sitting there idle, these are things that you can do, but only make sure that they come with an app so that if it's on your laptop and you left it at home and you're sitting at an inspection and you have a couple of hours, you can't do anything because you don't have the app. Okay. So keep that in mind. So some of those things that I use for project management, I use Trello, um, love Trello. I have used Asana, like Asana, but you have to work with what works for your brain. And Asana, even though it's a great platform, and I have a lot of business owners that I talk with that use that program. I'm a Trello girl. I think it works great. It's free. Um, I have it on my phone. I have it on my laptop. My team has access to it. Everybody that's in my company can access Trello. Um, they may not access everything because some things are private, some things are not. So. Think about that as you're looking at programs. Does it, does, it, does it offer a free version and does that free version work for you? And if you ever want to upgrade, what is that price? Because sometimes there could be a huge hike in price. And a free trial, if you're gonna do a free trial, make sure you put a reminder on your smartphone or your calendar to remind you to check the free trial because if you say, if it gives you a seven day free trial on day six, you need to go in there and either decide, do I not use it or do I use it and go forward and pay what they're asking? And that way you're not just paying for something you're not using and you forget about it. And then you, you're spending all this money on something you're not even looking at. Okay. Um, everybody does that. You know, it's, it's kind of one of those things. There's so many things that you can do now and automatic payment that sometimes you don't know what you're paying for. You know, so one of the things that I do every month, my husband, he handles all the finances. He's the CFO of Kim Hughes and Company, and he will print out a um, bank statement and my credit card statement, and he will highlight anything that's unusual and he'll give it to me for me to answer. So that way we save time not having to sit down and talk about it every month. You know, so um, if there's a charge on there that we don't recognize, we contact the bank. If there's a charge on there for $50 that's unusual, he will highlight it. And then I'll just say, you know, um, 
purchased a program or something like that. And then he'd know how to um, organize it. So at the end of the year, we have it for the CPA. So it's a little bit more detailed than that, but you kind of get the idea of the flow of how it works because I don't like to work with finances. My husband loves it. He runs everything. He's been doing it for years and he keeps everything to the penny. He holds me accountable. Um, doesn't mean we always agree, but we do. He does hold me accountable and um, that is what I do need. And so that works out really well. And he's always got my back. If there's something coming through that he's not sure of, he'll always highlight it so that he can show me in case somebody got a hold of our credit card and compromised it. So that was a little more than what I wanted to share. But now that I've done that, you kind of get an idea of, you know, you can find people to help you. And then, um, so, okay, so we talked about like project management systems and, and that's where I said Trello, Asana, but now let's talk about file organization. So I'm going to always recommend that you keep, keep, if you keep it on your computer, your laptop, um, make sure that it backs up somewhere. Okay. You always want everything on your computer backed up in case something happens to it. So, you know, this is um, the cloud storage. So some of the things that you might use would be Google Workspace, um, Google Drive, Google Docs, Gmail, etc. Um, Dropbox is a really good program. And then there's OneDrive. Now, I know there's others, but these are the three that I could think of right off the top of my head because I do use Google Workspace and I also use Dropbox. Um, again, make sure that you can access them by your laptop as well as your smartphone. Okay, so now let's talk about the workflow. So I want you to develop an efficient workflow process. This includes the automation tools that we've talked about when possible. By implementing the tools, um, you're bringing so much value to your business and you're freeing up so much of your brain space as well as your time. So something that I heard about recently um, is called Tallyfly, T-A-L-L-Y-F-L-Y. Now this tool, it integrates with Gmail, Outlook, Slack, and so many others. So you just need to look at the program and see if it's something that you would like to implement. But it automates all of your workflow, your forms, your tasks, etc. So take a look at it. See if that's something that would work for you. I do believe that there is like a trial version. I don't know what it is. I'm not sure of the cost or anything. Um, and by the way, when I'm recommending a program, I make nothing from it. There's no affiliate fees. There's no sponsorship or anything. These are programs that I have used either in my business or as or with my clients. And then if if it works, I'm going to tell you about it. But if it doesn't work, I may tell you about it as well so that you can kind of take take that um, testimonial in mind, okay, when you're looking at something. And it may not work for you, but it may be great for Nancy Realtor down the road, okay? So then I want you to regularly uh, review and evaluate all of your online organization strategies. I want you to identify the areas for improvement, or if you have a real estate business manager, this is the person that will keep your business tools and systems running smoothly so that your operations just move forward without a hitch. 
And that allows you again to focus on nurturing your clients and growing your business, right? And which is what it's all about. Some areas you do not need to put your time into, but you need to make sure that the person that's managing that for you, they have your best interest. They know what they're doing, they know how to do it, and they have your back on it. So that way you get 150% of a team member helping you. They need to be wanting to help you succeed. And there are so many people that can help you. It may not be one person, it could be a variety of people. But if you have a real estate business manager, then that person will have a network of people that they can tap into. If, you, if they can't do it, they know who to contact. And that's my network. I mean, if I don't even know how to do something, like the other day, I was wanting to find out about all the new Google or G4, you know, um, at what it used to be is Google Analytics. And I needed somebody that had a little bit more in-depth knowledge than me because I hadn't had time to really dive in and, and figure this out. So I reached out to my website manager and she introduced me to like three or four people. Never heard of them. And so now I'm in the in interviewing process because not only do I have to do that for my business, I have to do that for all my clients' websites that we manage. So having a network of people that specialize in certain areas is a win-win, okay? So keep that in mind as you're building your database. And then um, when it comes to your social media, um, your calendar, okay? So these are just some tips that I came up with for you to think about if you're not already doing a social media calendar. So I want you to plan ahead. I want you to set up your content calendar that outlines what you want to post and when you want to post it. So every day, every other day, what is your strategy with social media? And you need to put that on the calendar. This will help you stay consistent and it will help you avoid last minute scrambling and then not meeting the deadline, okay? Because one thing about social media is consistency. Everything is about consistency, but right now we're talking social. So keep that in mind that it's nothing different. You just need to sit down. And usually I like to see my clients, if they're doing their own social media, to plan at least a month in advance. Um, it can be hard to do, but you've got to do it. And you've got to do the weekend events. And you've got to do all the other things that you're doing um, that's promoting your social platforms. You know, you've got to reach out to people. So you might say, you know, on your calendar, you have a post, but then what else are you going to do? You know, do you need to look at your analytics? Do you need to connect with five people? You know, um, there's just so many things that need to be done on the back end of social media. So you need to have not only a checklist of what to do, but you also need to create that social media calendar so that you can look at it and work from that and not have to really think really hard about it. Okay. Um, again, I'm going to say use a scheduling tool. Um, you know, there's Hootsuite, there's Buffer, um, there's another one called Later. All of these can help you schedule posts in advance so that you don't have to worry about, you know, posting in real time. But Facebook will give, has a scheduling system. So if you don't want to pay for a third party, look at the social media platforms and see what they offer as a scheduler. Okay. And then see if that's going to work for you. 
And then the other thing when it comes to the social media is, you know, just a side note, just keep your content fresh, mix it up. Don't use the same content over and over. Um, you know, this means like mixing up your posts, your photos, your videos, links, um, any relevant articles that you find or promoting your own personal blog post, you know, those all need to be on the calendar. So if you blog every Thursday, then that should be what you're putting on your blog. And then um, making sure that you're linking everything to the website, uh, your website. So what you're doing here is you're putting it on social media with a link to your website. And then when the search engines see that link, they're giving you extra, you know, um, a little golf clap, should we say, that um, because your link, you're giving your website inbound linking, which, which helps the SEO. So everything is a win-win if you do it the correct way and in the order that it needs to be done. So just make sure that when you're posting to social media, what are you posting? Where does it go? And what kind of feedback are you getting? Okay. And then um, we're going to kind of switch gears now and talk about go back to the inside of your business. So client onboarding. Um, a lot of agents don't have a system in place for this. And it's very interesting because when you have, let's just say you have a lead um, that found you from social media and they reach out to you, okay? That Let's say they're a buyer. What is it that you're going to send them immediately that they can make a connection with you? That is going to be your welcome kit or your welcome package. So you need to have a package of things that you want that person that's never met you know about you and about how you work. This doesn't mean, you know, it's not like your buyer package or your listing presentation, but it could be some things you pull from that to create that client package, that new client package that you can send them. And then what is your onboarding process? So make that checklist and make sure you tweak that about every, about every quarter would probably work. But when you get on, bring on a new client, what do you do with them? You put them in your CRM system. You're sending them your welcome kit. You're sending them, you know, other information. They may say, hey, I'm looking at Hickory Creek. I can afford a $500,000 home. Can you send me those listings? Absolutely. So now you got to go in the MLS and get them scheduled. You know, there's just so many moving parts when you bring on a new client. So you need to have a checklist. You need to know what you're doing with that new client, whether they're a buyer, seller, investor, you know, renter that's getting ready to buy. What is all that about? New home development. You know, what is all that? So you need to really sit down and think about your welcome kit and your checklist to onboard a new client. And then tweak that about every three months because everything changes so quickly now. And in that, and I'll just throw you a little bonus tip, in the new client package, welcome kit, whatever you want to call it, um, make sure you have one page dedicated to all your social media platforms and the link to your, your profile so they can connect with you immediately. Okay. And then, you know, if, so if you're kind of going, you know, I, I don't have that kit. I don't know what that means. Just reach out, schedule a call with me. We'll go over what, what you need to do with it. Okay. Um, because a lot of agents don't have this. So it's one of those things where it, it's kind of been like, why, why don't they have this? Like if you become a client of mine, the first thing you're going to get is my new client package. And it's got everything about Kim Hughes and company. 
everything you need to know, okay? So it's really kind of interesting. So if you start doing that, I think that will show um, you're professional, you know what you're doing, and it gives that person on the other end of the phone call or the DM or the text some information about who you are and, and what they can expect from you, okay? So now we're gonna talk a little bit about the website. So, you know, a lot of agents, um, you may have a, a custom website, you may have a rented website or what we call a leased site. And that could be, a leased site is somebody like, if you're with Boomtown or um, Real Geeks, iHouseWeb, etc. So who's your, who's your contact? If you are using a leased website, um, who is your contact if you want to do something on that website? Or are you the one responsible for updating your own website? Okay. Again, you need a checklist. And, you know, if you need some more information on, on your website, then we'll put the link in my show notes um, that'll be on, the, on my website, kimhughes.com. And you will find that um, episode 20, it was released on the February 9th of 2023. And you can go back and listen to that because that gives you some really in-depth information about what your web website should have and how it's positioned and the content and all the things that go with it. So, you know, the thing that you have to keep in mind with your website is that that is your online business card and it is very important because this is where you're going to make a first impression. Um, I know a lot of people disagree, but, you know, you do need a website, period. You know, I don't care who you use, but if you're going to use a, a platform, make sure that they can accommodate you, okay? Um, usually there's a setup fee, then there's a monthly cost, and then they probably charge you, um, some of them charge you to make updates to the website, etc. But again, this is where your real estate online business manager can help you. So she would be the person that takes, that works with the website company based on what y'all have decided to do with the website. So some of the things that you wanna look at when you're in the website is check for broken links. Vital, because links change and then they get broken and there's nothing more frustrating than going to a website, clicking on a link and it go nowhere. It happens to me, it happens to everybody. So make sure you do that at least on a quarterly basis. Um, look at your community information. What needs to be updated? Is the link to your newsletter on there? Um, you know, what does your SEO look like? What, what kind of testimonials? Do you need to add more? Um, do you have information on there for buyers, sellers, investors, renters, etc.? Um, what awards have you received? Get those on there. You know, that should be on your about page. Um, a lot of people, you know, the normal buyer and seller may not know what those awards mean. So you might need to explain what the, the um, abbreviation is and why it's so important to have that, you know, um, award or that designation. So I think that's very important and that's probably something that you could put in your welcome package too. Um, you know, make sure you have your Facebook and your Google codes on your website. Make sure your bio is updated, your brokerage is updated, your contact information is updated. Um, I recently had an experience with this where I've been in business, what, 24 years this month. And I have had the same number for my business and it was a landline. And I kept it just because the name, my phone number was everywhere. So over the last year, what I started doing was putting my um, 
my cell phone number and changing that out. And you know, it takes a little bit of a time to do that. So it took me a whole year to make sure that everything was changed. Um, you know, I would find places, you know, and then I'd go in and change them. Well, the other day, I got an email from a client that I worked with several years ago. And she said, I have been trying to call you. I don't know why you're not returning my call. I really need to talk to you. And when I called her, I said, well, what number are you dialing? And she told me, she has my old number. How would she know that my number changed? I didn't send out an email to my database telling them that. So then I sent out an email saying, hey, I have a new number, please make a note of it. And then that was taken care of. But it took somebody reaching out to me for me to identify that. So if something has changed, make sure you send out an email to your database saying, hey, I just got this award. Here's the link to my website. Hey, my phone number changed. Hey, um, my last name changed. You know, whatever that may be, make sure you update it in all the appropriate places, but to also send out an email to your database if it's justifiable. And then, of course, your branding. You're always looking at your branding. So if you have not had a new picture taken, uh, since January of 22, I'm going to say, get out there and do that. Now, for those that are listening to this podcast in the future, it should be done every year. Okay. You should get your headshots every year. Um, get your headshots, new poses, you know, what's, what's good. If you're a horse person, then get your photographer to take you out and have pictures made with your horses. You know, this is identifiable. So this would go on your website, your welcome package, your social media, etc. Because people identify. If they're a horse lover as well as you, they're going to identify with that and there's a connection. So make sure you're very, um, you know, it's not just a professional headshot. It's different poses with your hobbies, with your family, by yourself, etc. Whatever makes you feel comfortable. And you're always reviewing your branding. Okay, making sure that everything is stellar across all platforms. Okay, um, let's see, what else do we have? Three tips. I'm going to give you three tips to audit yourself online. So again, we're going to go back to, you're going to go through your social media. I want you to look backwards and look at any posts that you have made over the years, maybe any photos, um, any comments that may be offensive or inappropriate. You know, we all have our, our own beliefs. And so, you know, it's your, and the way I look at this is it's your platform. If I come to your platform and you're talking about something I don't agree with, then I should just leave that platform. But a lot of people don't, they love to voice their opinion. So remove that negativity and remove that opportunity for them to attack you. Okay. So, um, I would also say, you know, update everything that you have with all your branding, your profile information. We kind of went over that. Um, and be mindful of what you're going to post in the future. So when you're sitting down with that social media calendar, kind of think about, you know, is that going to hurt someone's feelings? Um, is that going to call for somebody? You can't analyze every single person. But, you know, one thing we've all been taught is you don't take politics to the platform. You know, um, I've been known to do that and I'm very passionate about my political beliefs, just like everybody else is, but I don't really talk about it because it could stir up a fight and I just don't want it. You know, I have my own opinion. Nobody's going to change it. Um, I'm not going to change your opinion. So let's just not talk about it and move on. 
you know, or if you can debate it in a, in a adult way, there's nothing wrong with that. Love to do a good debate. Love it because I always learn from the other side why they think the way that they do. And it might help me reevaluate the way I think. Okay. So it's always a good thing to be debatable, but keep in mind, millions of people are seeing you on social media. And then, um, you know, again, if you have a problem with your social media and you need some tips on what to do, I have an episode, I think it's episode 12 and it's your social media roadmap. So that I believe was published in January of 23. Um, we'll put the link to in the show notes for you. And again, my show notes are on my website, kimhughes.com. They will not be on any other platform. You'll see a summary, but the show notes are the detailed information that we're talking about today. Um, the other thing that you can do is look at where you are in the media. So are you showing up on TV, podcasts, webinars, conventions? Do you have awards, a volunteer, community boards? All of those things should be identifiable. And what I mean by that is they should be on your website. They should be in your welcome package. You should be talking about this on your social media. You know, if you are that person, if you're an agent that has a podcast, you should promote it. If you are doing webinars for buyers and sellers or whatever, promote it. Um, if you just went to a convention, you know, if you, when you go to NAR and you come back, you're going to post all those pictures you took. You're going to talk about everything you learned and you're going to put it in your welcome package. You know, um, it, it's awards and the volunteering and the, and the community that you work with. That's really what people get excited about. So keep that in mind as you're working on all the other spring cleaning that we're talking about. Okay, so now we're going to talk about finances. We all avoid the F word, right? But this is so vital to your business. You have to know what your finances are. So again, I'm going to tell you, go back to episode nine, my five bookkeeping tips. Um, that will help you really get focused on what you're doing with your, with your bookkeeping and your finances. I'm not going to go into detail here, but you do need to understand what you need to look at. Do you, are you a person that needs to look at it daily, weekly, monthly, quarterly? These are things that I'm going to tell you to look at. Get your credit card statements, get your bank statements every month, sit down with a cup of coffee, look them over, see what's showing up on these accounts. What do you need to unsubscribe from? What do you need to cancel? Everything. Um, one of the things that my husband kept telling me was, you have this $5 charge showing up on your Apple account. And I said, oh, it's a subscription that I took. And it was because of this person that I follow. She is very interesting. And so I thought, you know what? I'm going to pay for that. $5 a month, great stuff. And so um, the other day, I realized that I haven't looked at that subscription in over a month. I think it's been like two months really. And I looked at my life now and thought, I don't have the time to put into that. And I don't want to put that. If I did have the time, I don't want it to be there. So I sent her a little note telling her, you know, it wasn't anything she did. I really, I really enjoy her channel. Um, and I will be back, but just right now, I just, I've got too many other things going on in my life and I just need to focus on that. And she was very sweet, wrote me back and said, I totally understand. 
But here, here's what I want to point out is if you're spending $5 a month and you're not using it, you're losing $100 a year. So think about that for a few minutes and, and look at your credit card statements at the recurring uh, charges, you know, your subscriptions and everything, and really take an evaluation of, do I need that? If you haven't looked at it in three months, I'm going to say cancel it, okay? Uh, one of the other things that we did was, you know, of course, with your TV, you have all these streaming services. And, you know, there was a show, I'm not even going to mention the, the channel or anything, but I wanted to watch a particular show and I thought, you know what, they have a free trial. It was a seven-day trial and I thought, I'm going to download the seven-day trial, I'm going to watch this and then I'll be done. It was a documentary, so it wasn't something that was going to be reoccurring. So I did that and I told my husband, I said, you're going to see $6.99 come through, this is what it's for, okay. And then I told him... Um, if I don't, if it doesn't cancel the next month, remind me. Well, he reminded me and I kept forgetting and he was telling me, you've got to cancel that. So I finally got in there after six months of going back and forth, I finally canceled it. But again, look how much money I lost and how much in my brain it kept showing up and how much it kept showing up in my husband's brain and telling me, you got to cancel that. So there's a whole thing that can come full circle, but you got to be on top of it. Just be on top of it. And if this is not your area, then find a bookkeeper to help you and make sure that they help you be profitable. You know, when you are spending all this money, whether it's $2 or $200 or $2,000, that's money out of your hard-earned paycheck. So make sure that you can justify the charge. Um, cancel it if you can't. You can always take it back if you change your mind. Um, you need to make sure that you're profitable. You need to look for ways to free up your revenue. You need to know what your financial system is. If you don't have a financial system, then you need to sit down and create one. And then you need to know, how do I pay myself? You know, how do you pay yourself? Um, then you need to set aside your quarterly payments to the IRS, because if you don't, if you don't pay your taxes quarterly, they penalize you. So there's more money going out, more headache. You know, it's just constant. It's not just money. It's, it's what takes up your brain space as well. So again, you know, every area that I'm talking about, your real estate business manager can help you with this, um, whoever that may be, okay? So make sure that you have that conversation. Look at your bank statements. Look at your credit card statements. Evaluate where you're putting your money, okay? Now we're going to talk about car maintenance. Um, you know, this is essential to real estate agents. Your car has to be running smoothly so that you don't have a breakdown. I mean, can you imagine having somebody in the car with you and you're showing them property and your transmission blew up because you didn't take care of it? You know, so make sure that you have a checklist of what you need to do and when you need to do it. You know, so it's like an oil change, the overall service of the car, the tires, um, check your brakes, change your windshield fluid, you know, um, what about your windshield wipers? You know, this is, windshield wipers and I go round and round. So this is like a sore subject, but it's one that I spend a lot of money on because I can't stand the squeaking when they go back and forth. So I'm always having to change my windshield wipers. Um, 
you have a, a your car is your mobile office so you need to make sure you go through all your supplies make sure you're updating everything that's in there take out the old clean it up you know make your car nice and pretty inside and out should be done all the time um, there's a whole episode on that if you want that one it's episode 12 and I put it out there mm, December sometime in December of 22 but it's a great podcast on how to create a mobile office and that again I'll put the links in my show notes so I'm gonna direct you everything that I'm talking about as far as you know things that you can be doing for your business if I've already done a blog or a podcast on it I'll put the links in my show notes okay so now here's what we want to do is that was a lot of information so let's do some recapping here real quick um, so the first thing you're going to do is you're going to sit down and you're going to create a checklist of what you need to do on a daily, weekly, monthly, quarterly, yearly. And in those spaces, you're going to fill that in and then you're going to know what you have to do. Then you're going to put it on your calendar. You're going to put it on your smartphone, however you want to be reminded to keep that up. And then you're going to look at your systems and your processes. You're going to review all the programs, your software, um, you know, your workflow, your social media, your finances. Um, and again, looking at those subscriptions that you're paying for. Everything that you pay for is on your credit card or on your bank statement. And, and side note, if you are in not using your business card for your business and a bank account for your business, you need to do that. That's got to be a number one priority. You should separate personal from business, okay? Um, you know, look at the credit cards that are available for businesses. You can get cash back, you can get points, you can get all that stuff. Um, but don't use your personal business account and don't use your personal business, your personal credit card for business. Um, you don't want those in intermingled. It's too much of a headache at the end of the year. Um, and then you're gonna look at how do you onboard your clients, whether they're buyer, seller, investor, what? Um, and then you're gonna look at your website, you're gonna look at your branding, you're going to get yourself organized and that is gonna give you so much relief. Um, it's going to free up so much headspace. I mean, I'm one of these that I, I have a lot of energy. I'm constantly looking at things that how to help my clients. I can go for a walk and I literally have to leave my phone at home because if I don't, I'm listening to a podcast on business. I'm, you know, talking on the phone. I'm doing all the things, but focusing on what I'm supposed to be doing. And that's to be clearing out my head. And one of the things that I don't have to worry about is because I have people that help me with that. You know, so I have a website manager. I have a, a CFO of my company. Um, I have, you know, people in my team that help me with my podcast. They help me with, you know, all kinds of things. And then I have my team that helps me with my clients. So it's very organized. It, it has to be organized in order for you to have peace of mind. And when you do this, you will, I guarantee you, if you will do this for three months and come back to me, what, in major in uh, July and let me know if you did what I said and you kept it up how much did that really help you because that will make a huge difference in how your business is ran people take you seriously but the most important thing is is that you take yourself seriously 
because you can be that rock star real estate agent with your clients and people that see you on the outside, but it's like what's on the inside that you've got to get fixed and that's your business operations. Okay. So like I said, check out the show notes. I've got all the links there. If you'd like to schedule a call with me, there is a link there that you can schedule. Um, I do appreciate you listening to this podcast. Um, we are thrilled with the results that we are getting and the feedback we're getting from it. So if there's any topic that you would like to talk for us to talk about, please let me know and we will see you next week. Bye.